0: On some 40s, yeah, yeah about the 40s, oh yeah 40s are 40s,
1: oh, yeah, oh yeah Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of 40s and 40s I'm Seth I'm Josh And uh, today we're gonna be covering more hot hits from the Billboard Hot 100 So, uh, without further ado, let's crack these open here Uh,
0: Josh, what do we got today? Today, we have the classic college jam for Seth <laughs> Yes. Miller High Life. Uh so classic. So jammy. The Champagne of beers. <laughs>
1: the the Sauvignon of single dollar drinks. Yes. <laughs> As it were. I was gonna try to think of more, but I couldn't think
0: of any right now. The well. golden green. Is that what it says? No, it just it's golden green.
1: Oh, but it does actually say the champagne of beers. I never noticed that. Established in nineteen oh three. Miller High Life was established in 1903. Milwaukee. Huh. Anyway. Well, ugh. God knows I need this beer,
0: so. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Is this, is this plastic or glass? I think it's glass. Okay. I think it's glass, but the way we cheered the the <laughs> the cheer collision sounded <gasps> unglass glass like It's hard to tell. No. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure it's glass yeah word um <laughs> so before we started recording this episode we had an unfortunate incident wherein seth was late and josh was without a phone and uh <laughs> poor josh <laughs> went wandering the streets apparently trying to find somebody to call seth luckily i got here or else we might not have had an episode this week and josh would have left angry voicemails on seth's phone it kind of made me it kind of made me think about just like the times before we had cell phones overall
0: they were better for me yeah i think me too honestly but this incident made me think like what what could have been done like because if you didn't have a cell phone that, that would have i don't think i'd have any way of reaching you yeah. So, because I left my cell phone at home, and uh, so, like, before I drove here, on the way here, I had no no knowing of Seth's traffic jam, which caused him to be late. So, I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, I'll give it to, like, ten forty five, ten fifty. then I'll find some way to call Seth. And uh, I'm going to just stop rambling, and I feel like the story's a little boring, but... <laughs> <gasps> Well, it's mostly that I
1: feel really guilty for leaving poor Josh out on one of one of the coldest days of the week to
0: just wander the streets yeah. well, and try to find me. No, I, I I was pretty direct about getting away to call you. Like, I didn't wander. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to walk to a liquor store I right know that's close by, and then I saw that, that they had the outdoor ice skating, which was even closer, so I was like, uh, oh, I'll, just, I'll just call from there. It was more frustrating that you literally arrived Within the five minutes it took me to go walk and call you.
1: (laughs) So I was just just
0: thinking to myself, if you just waited five more minutes, you could have sat in a car, warmly waiting, and then Seth would have just arrived. Sorry, bud. And then uh, Seth arrived. And And now here we are. And here we are. Um,
1: Well, now we have some nice beers. We get to talk about pop music for a while, so... uh,
0: should be nice if we didn't have phones, we still would have done this because <laughs> if Seth hadn't had a phone, I would have probably waited till um, you were like, picked a time. I would have, yeah, my time would have been 30 minutes after the meet time, right? And you got here like right before 30 minutes before the meet time, <laughs> yeah. So I did, yeah,
1: um, yeah, and that was in my head because I couldn't call Josh, I was like. You know, if I get here after 10, he might think I'm dead, right. <laughs> and he might just leave. So I'm like, I yeah. definitely need to get here before 10, because that would have been unfortunate. But luckily I did. And um, as I was leaving an awkward, creepy voicemail on Josh's phone, <laughs> we, uh, we we were able to make that connection. So, um, so yeah, so now here we are. You want to get into these songs? See what we got tonight? <clears throat> yeah. So normally before we do this, I actually prep a little bit, but I have not because I was in such a rush to get here. So this is going to be a little bit more haphazard than normal. Basically what we're going to do is I'm going to say the top five again, and then I'm just going to scroll and see what we got. So, uh, number one is still perfect. Oh wait, number one is perfect now, dude. Last week it was three. Oh shit. That's unfortunate. Right on time for Christmas. Unfortunate for us. Yeah. Right on time for Christmas. (laughs) And the site's not working. Hooray. Oh, here we go. Okay, so number two is Rockstar. Number three is Havana. Four is Gucci Gang. And five is Thunder. Man, Thunder has been hanging on. I'm surprised. I almost feel like it's hung on longer than Believer. At this point, uh, I'm just trying to remember. I think actually, "thunders" up for a Grammy, as we were discussing last week. Yeah, which is, is yeah. shocking. So then, number 17 um, is "Feel It Still" by Portugal the Man. I remember that one? That's a good one. Um, so now let's just let's just scroll through. Ooh, okay, we got a new one at number 26. Uh, "Him and I," which is G Easy and Halsey. Both of whom we've heard on this podcast
0: before. I don't remember what they did, but I remember... The names are familiar. So.
1: Uh, Halsey did Bad at Love, which I right. think we liked. And yeah. then G-Eazy did... Ooh. I think he did one a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was the one with... Uh, that was one of the ones with Cardi B, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Let's check it out.
0: Yes. No. No. hope to die to no. my lover. I'd never lie. It's very true I swear I'll try In the end It's him and I he out his head i on my mind We got that love The crazy kind I am his And he is mine In the end It's him and I Him and I Cool Um I think we I think I should I would like to share Um Very Intimate tender moment with Seth here, <laughs> while he What's was uh, while he was on his phone closing out internet tabs. He was making a noise to go along go along with each closing of the tab, <laughs> and he just to himself was going. Pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew. Then when he unplugged the phone from his <laughs> the, um, the aux cable from his phone, he went. <laughs> And, uh, that's just the kind of person Seth is. I just want to let you know,
1: I just want to let you know, Josh, I would have done that whether or not you were in the car. Yeah,
0: that's what makes it intimate, is, like, that's just Seth in his natural state.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> that was me when I wasn't thinking, and I was like, ah, this is fine. I think that's how you know that I've gotten comfortable with you, is when I make weird sound effects when I do
0: things. It's like, if anyone is like, I wonder what it's like, and in, in the- on the inside of Seth's mind, it's like that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound effects For me closing. bunch tasks. of fun little noises to go along with uh, yep. mundane, like everyday tasks. Basically. Um, speaking of mundane, well, I didn't think
1: the song was super mundane. I think the, I think my problem with the song is that I like the beat and I like what it was doing. Like I like all the instrumentation that was going on. There was kind of like a little marimba y thing happening in the background. Um, Halsey's voice, of course, was great, I thought. Um, but it was just the same beat for the whole song. It, like, really didn't change at all. Uh, Which, like, I, you know, I liked it. I liked the beat fine, but I feel like as time went on, it just kind of was the same level the whole time. I didn't
0: really get any anything super excited out of it. You no, know, it was, yeah, it was very very one note for better or worse. Right. Sometimes that's cool and sometimes it's not. My, my, my gripes were, I was kind of down with the vibe of the music and the vocal deliveries. So I didn't mind that it was a little repetitive. Um, Yeah. I liked your voice. I thought the hook was kind of catchy. It was, you know, decent. Sure. Um, but, you know, to me it's just, it's more your standard, uh, corporate product (laughs) yeah but nothing sincere or uh groundbreaking going on yeah Um,
1: although i will say that it's interesting to hear a song talk purely about one's affection for somebody in a very like personal specific way i kind of appreciate that but on the other hand he's like calling her his bitch half the time (laughs) so yeah i don't know it kind of was like, cool, and then he'd be like, me and my bitch, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't yeah. really know.
0: I don't really know, man. I, think, I mean, yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, these are the lines that didn't vibe with. He mentions being a Gemini, which yeah. I'll just, I'll come clean to you guys. I don't really believe, and um, I don't really believe in stars determining our Personality or behavior like horoscopes, horoscopes, stars, or just yeah, all that stuff. uh so, I'm just like, that's okay, whatever. Well, well yeah, but what sign are you? What's your name, girl? What's your sign? Oh, man, you must be about your mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm air, I'm the first day of Aries. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't really see you as an Aries, which
1: I guess is maybe go- what goes along with that. Yeah. Maybe you're, like, outside of the...
0: The other lines... (laughs) Sorry to... The other lines were, like, he's basically describing a super obsessive and dependent relationship Mm. where their sense of calm and peace and just happiness is totally dependent on the other person's faithfulness and Mm. mutual affection, which is totally unhealthy in my opinion mm-hmm. and uh there's a line that says what is love without pain and suffering and my first reaction was that's actual love right <laughs> actual love is it's right without, it's like if if you're feeling a lot of pain and suffering the person's probably not really acting loving towards you right or your feelings for them aren't really love as much as just this total obsessive dependence which is really not good.
1: Well, and I think it depends on like what kind of pain you're feeling. Like if you're feeling the pain of like su- like you- the person you like is like away from you for an extended period and you're like lonely, then that's one kind of pain that I think is like normal to feel, albeit not necessarily healthy. But if they're like if they're like fucking with your life and you're feeling like pain from that, right? Or like you're suffering because of them,
0: then yeah, that's like not really. Like I I'm a little bit more on the scale... When, when there's a scale of, like, desire and attachment, and then the other scale is, like, just total non-attachment mm-hmm. and lack of desire, I lean a little bit more toward the non-attachment. Okay. Like, I think you can love without attachment and pain and suffering. Right. And I, I honestly think that's what I would strive towards it's more calm and peaceful. It's like you appreciate other people and you love them, but you understand that, you know, a lot of things are not in your control. Right. And true peace and like happiness and cal- and like being centered is just accepting everything that happens in your life, not feeling like you need anything to happen or you need anyone or any of those or anything.
1: Right. And also the idea that like, you know, the other person is an individual and you're an individual so like, you can, so like you should and are able to exist without another person like, even if you are very very like attached to them and you care about them a lot, like, you should be able to lead your own existence independent of another person like, you shouldn't have to like Be like, oh, man, I really want to, like, go get some ice cream, but I wonder what so-and-so will think. Right. Or, like, man, I really want to play this video game, but, like, I wonder if so-and-so will judge me. Like, you should be able to have your own, like, independence of the other person, like, with the idea that, like, the time that you spend together is time that you both enjoy. Right. And that, like, if you need to do things, like, separate from each other, you can, and, like, you
0: don't have to be completely bound. At least in my opinion. I mean... The one the one line I did like and I felt was closer to my view of love was the line where he says basically whether he's got millions or 10 cents she's down for whatever mm-hmm. which you know I also view love as something that is uh unconditional you don't you love without any conditions of wealth or even behavior like love is just you just totally love and accept someone or everything without any conditions right but uh i don't know i the grief is imp- like not a i'm not against grief or sadness or crying if you lose someone you know right i'm not saying that it's wrong to feel those things but i think i don't know it's it's we i i'm i'm kind of i'm struggling now because i feel like they're i'm trying to trying to tie it to tie together some sort of uh, paradox or contradiction in my mind where I'm, like, you know, non-attachment and just calm and peace and mm-hmm. accepting, but then also I feel like it's very human to grieve loss.
1: Well, so but it's... I think that I think that grieving loss is something that can happen in a relationship, you know, I think that if you, like, you can grieve together, you can laugh together, I think that in a, in a relationship that's healthy, you should be able to experience a wide range of emotions with another person, and you shouldn't have to feel, like, obligated to not or to, like, hide something or to, like, feel like you should be acting like a different person. Because, like, you know, I think that if you, if you have to block off certain emotions from another person that I don't really think that's healthy and I don't really think that's, like, a relationship that you should be in if you can't really, like, be yourself, um... I don't know if that's what this song is saying necessarily, but I think that if you are in... I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're in a good relationship, like, you should be able to experience, like, emotions together and, like, you... Or if, if the uh, person that you're in a relationship with is experiencing a certain, like, you know, grief or loss, then I don't know. I feel like you should be able to, like, kind of help them like, take that in and, like, accept it and, like, deal with
0: it. Um, I don't know if that's what you meant when you were talking about that. Um, well, because I was thinking like loving without attachment, but then if you lose that person you love. Oh, I see. And if I you grieve if you felt grief for the loss, would that mean you're attached? I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe sort of.
1: Well, I think that if you if you enter a relationship There is a certain level of attachment. I mean, I think that you can... I mean, you could be... You could be entangled with somebody and not be in a relationship with them, if that's, like, you know, the level that you guys want to go at. But I think that, like, if you're taking on, like, a title, then that does bring a certain amount of attachment with it, just kind of automatically, in my opinion. But I don't think that's bad. I don't think that, like, taking on a title is necessarily a bad thing if you're both happy to have it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm not against... Commitment or any of that stuff. It's more, I don't know. I'm just rethinking my own perspective on this whole thing, like just like relationships in general. Mostly the the attachment. Like, mm-hmm. do I ultimately want to get to a place where if I lose someone, I'm just I don't even grieve. I'm just calm, calm and accepting. Like, is that where I want to get? I think it might be, but well, I think that ideally that's kind of what everybody thinks going into it,
1: but. I think it's natural to grieve a loss, you know, (laughs) like, and I think it's natural to make attachments towards things, you know, like, we we all feel ownership of certain things, we feel ownerships of of movies we love, and of relationships, and I think that that's natural, I, I don't think it's, I don't think you necessarily have to strive to not have those kind of attachments, and I think that grieving a loss is pretty natural, too, you know, like, be it in a relationship, or if, you know, someone you know passes away, or if you, like, lose, like, an item that you really liked and you were attached to. hmm I think that those kind of... <laughs> I think that if you like something, at any degree, and then it, that something that you like is taken away from you, you are going to feel sad about it, to some degree. Yeah. I mean, I think that how you react to that sadness is kind of up to you, so, like... If you react to that sadness with, like, a a very plain, like, to the point, like, yes, that is unfortunate, yes, that does make me feel this way, but I'm going to, like, move on from it, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one way to handle it. You could also handle it by, say, you know, getting a bunch of booze and going into your basement and drinking until you can't remember it anymore. That's another way to do it. Don't do that, kids. (laughs) Slash, kids, that's the the bad example. Don't do that. Um, Um... but I think that living without attachment is is difficult
0: to tell you truthfully because I think that you're going to attach yourself naturally, whether you know it or not. As humans, we are we are born into attachment. It's the natural right. human state. Exactly. Is we have that with our caregivers, our mother mostly, mm-hmm. um, and we depend on our caregivers um, totally for survival for yeah. a while. And so I think. It's natural for us to develop and feel strongly about attachments, um, mostly with family and sexual partners, for various reasons. Um, (laughs) You know, because it's fun. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of you know evolution and biology, all that, whatever. But uh, right, right. I honestly, I think I do still lean towards. Sort of cutting against the grain of our natural state and reaching a sort of more calm, accepting non-attachment.
1: Well, it's funny because I remember you posted a Facebook status a couple of weeks ago that you're like, <laughs> you're basically like, I have successfully, like, completed my, like, antithesis of evolution, wherein if I were to have to choose between having, like, a family or having music, I would choose music every time.
0: Yeah. That was more me like <laughs> I was thinking like how could evolution fail I, I was like evolution just <laughs> failed like like how could it fail this bad like thing? my my me as a being of life the number one thing should just be procreation right <laughs> so I I was finding humor in that I might be mentally. Un- imbalanced <laughs> if I would literally choose to just m- create music over <laughs> procreation
1: over over like the continuing of your species yeah you know well but I think that I mean to go on an even deeper philosophical tangent I think that it is within uh, human nature to want to create right um, so I think that that's actually something that comes pretty naturally I think that the idea yeah. of creating stuff is something that appeals to people Because we like seeing things that we've made out in the world and like surviving and thriving, you know. I I, I totally agree. There
0: there is an essay by I forget who now, but it was probably another one of those eighteen hundred something British people from an old (laughs) college course.
1: That's a genre
0: in itself. He uh, (laughs) he basically posited that one of man's or humankind's to be less gendered. uh, One of their most important um, aspects towards being fulfilled and truly human and happy is to create so they were arguing very much against um, how, how much of society's lives or you know his and even ours it's relevant today mm-hmm. how, how, how many hours people spend working sort of repetitive non-creative right. um, jobs for money and how it was basically totally hindering them from from, from their full potential of happiness and humanity, mm-hmm. which I agreed with. But, um, yeah, I, I do agree. I think creating is a very—we've evolved to a point where create being creative is very, in, like, integral to us. Yeah. I want to—one final point on the loss thing is, like, I was mostly—because I I've, was in a long-term relationship and that ended. And right. I haven't felt too much grief from it, really. I've been pretty cool about it. Okay but i was thinking more about my uncle's die- passing right that's kind of what i thought you were getting at but uh i think part of me grieved the loss but i think i think more of the pain might have just come out of empathizing with the struggles and pain that i knew he went through in his life mm. so i think that actually is what gave me gave me more sadness or pain was just reflecting on how i related to him and his struggles and just feeling for bad for his struggles um I'm sure I would have grieved and, you know, been very sad, even if he didn't have those struggles. But I think in a way I wasn't totally attached. I mean, I was in some ways, but I was also, I think, just grieving. It wasn't just grieving the loss as as well as it was uh, just empathizing, which I think is important. I think like I think you can be non-attached, but still have a lot of empathy for other people's feelings, like feel other feel what other people feel. Sure. Which is important.
1: I mean, I think that's why, like, you know, when a celebrity you really like passes away, it's like you don't really know them, but you still, like, you grieve, like, for them and what they might have gone through and, like, the fact that that, that that person that you admired isn't there, isn't around anymore, even if you didn't know them that well, which is a little different from what you're saying, but I think it's kind of a similar, like, idea of, like, dealing with loss in sort of an empathetic way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, damn, that got really deep. Yeah, it did. Uh- <laughs> I want to make, we've
0: talked a while, but I want to make one final point. <laughs> this is the final, final point. Final, final point. My, uh, so the, you know, ex long-term girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, She was in a dream. I had a dream she was in last night. Oh, really? Um, and quick little tip is <laughs> okay. I would advise for anyone listening if you are a if you go through a breakup, give it a lot of time before you talk to them mm. or even consider trying to patch things up. So I was reaching a point where I was almost going to reach out just to communicate, right. not to get back together, but just to communicate because I have totally not communicated for since we broke up. right. And then I paused. And, uh, I didn't come, I came sort of close to contacting, but I sort of paused and I waited and I thought, and then I just wrote a short little poem instead, little journal poem. And I would advise writing a short journal poem instead of writing your ex. Just (laughs) give it, just give it more time. Just don't. Nice. Yeah.
1: Keep those writings to yourself in the first couple of weeks, months, however long it is after you split. I think that's fair. I'm trying to think of when I broke up with a long-term relationship. I feel like I don't think I wrote anything, but I think I definitely waited a while before I contacted the person, but I definitely like had the temptation to reach out like pretty soon after it happened and then I was like, "Nah, that'd be silly." And then I didn't. I think I I was better off for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, I think, (laughs) I know we talked about the song a little bit, but I think, generally speaking, that song was pretty run-of-the-mill, I didn't really get anything particularly special out of it, but, you know, it happens. Oh, oh good lord, I saw a little bit of a sneak peek of what we're gonna see down here in a second, Josh, and I am, (laughs) I would say I'm excited, but I'm definitely not excited, not one bit. Uh, 28, actually. Wow, right underneath. Is that new? Yep. It is meant to be by B.B. R- oh, come on, man. R- R-E-X-H-A? Yeah. Rexha? Uh,
0: B.B. Rexha.
1: B.B. Yeah. Rexa And Florida Georgia Line. Oh, good Lord. Meant to be. Hmm. Are they meant to be, Josh? What do you think? No one's meant to be.
0: Boy, that escalated quickly.
1: Damn. Just put on that... Just put on that That sad emo kid music No it's not It's just life man <laughs> Just just walk,
0: walk Walk to Walk into the middle school I'll give you a Stephen Malkmus <laughs> Quote Okay <laughs> <laughs> No one No one is your perfect fit I do not believe in that shit Nice that's, I like that That's just how No one's meant to be No one's a perfect fit You know you. Two people like each other You try to work it out Love's hard But you can make it happen That's it You know No there one's meant to be But like You know it's There's, fun. Well, you know, I don't believe in fate or soulmates and stuff like that. Well, fate, I'm a little less sure, but like soulmates, I'm like, eh, no. Are you saying that we're not soulmates, Josh? Oh, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Am I making you question your belief in soulmates? No.
0: <laughs> there, there is. I don't know for soulmates, but there is some sort of special connection. There's definitely a connection. There's some some sort of connection that maybe fate brought us together. Perhaps. Maybe it did. Anyway, let's get on to this track. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, just let it be. So won't you ride with me?
1: literally like hey were there lyrics on that song and josh was like i don't know i don't really need to see it
0: man <clears throat> it was like 90 a repeating chorus of lyrics so it's okay just uh... what was the line you thought was gonna happen
1: <laughs> so, He's, he said put your put your uh put your pretty feet on my and then
0: I, oh okay and he said dash,
1: but I thought I thought he was either gonna say lap or like something else, and I was like, wait, why would she be putting his her feet on his lap? That doesn't make any sense.
0: You know, some guys there, but
1: that's like really close to your so like yeah. wouldn't that be
0: dangerous? I maybe he has I a mis- foot fetish. A line. Yeah, <laughs> I mis-
1: a foot fetish. I, don't
0: know. I thought there's a line where they said uh, something like, "Let's see where it goes." Mm-hmm. And I was so ready for them to say, let's see where it leads, because leads would rhyme with meant to be.
1: Uh, but then they just threw in a different words. <laughs> but, go, so.
0: but uh, uh. Got you there, they Josh. They punked me. <laughs> they
1: punked you. But, um. Man. Well, I thought the last song was
0: fucking repetitive. That had nothing on this. You know what, though? They put a different spin on meant to be when I was kind of criticizing the. The belief in things being meant to be that's true they put it a spin on it that i feel a little more um, kind of aligns more with your with uh, my, philosophy with, yeah is i i tend to not worry too much about um honestly relationships meaning like i take things a day at a time so uh you know if <laughs> if let's say for example your friend leaves you
1: uh hanging for a half hour outside Maybe uh, you're going to have to make him pay for the next date you go out on, on. Oh, yeah. No, no, I like that. I <laughs> like that. It's more...
0: You said yeah, though, so I mean... <laughs> I was just joking. To go on with you. But it's um, meant to be in this song. I, I, I interpreted that phrase as meaning, like, just let go and don't worry about the future. Right. Or what will happen in the future and... Just be present and let whatever happens happen. Right. Which one example could be, say you're in a relationship and, you know, some people are, some people are like, oh, are we going to end up moving in together? Are we going to end up getting married? Right. And then I'm totally the other way where I'm like, hey, we're happy today and like, this is fun. Like, this is where we are nice to each other and this is great. And we'll just see how we feel as time goes on, and we'll see what happens. Sure. You know, that's one example of my sort of more laid-back, like, just let it happen.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I kind of like the idea of him, the dude being like, you know, let's just take a ride, and like, if it's meant to be cool, if it's not, then, you know, no hard feelings... So yeah. I kinda like the I kind of like the the lack of pressure in that, you know? Yeah. Where he's basically like, Hey, let's hang out and like if it works then cool and if it doesn't then like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I kinda like the open endedness of that. Yeah. Songwise <laughs> Songwise, however, I just I almost wish that it had had more I mean I don't almost wish. I do wish it had, had more instrumentation in it. Cause it was kind of a piano ballad. It was kind of a rap. It was
0: kind of a pop song I felt like it was a simple ballad pop country right. folk song
1: I kind of just wish it had more in it though like I feel like it had potential to be like fun and maybe you know do some interesting things but there was just nothing there there was no there was nothing really interesting happening in the
0: I thought I thought it was very comparable to the first song. Yeah, totally. In terms of how interesting or passion or emotion or cool production arrangement things. Right. Like, I thought it was very comparable. Yeah, totally. But I actually vibed more with this one a little bit in terms of just okay. the the overall mood and theme. Okay. So I would probably pick this one a little bit over the other one. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, and you know, I again, this had a little bit more... I think just like the trading off between the, the male vocal part and the female vocal part... They did have a little bit more trading and they gave a little bit more time to showcase each other. Although there were a couple of of questionable production choices that I remembered that I actually forgot about until just now. There was this moment (laughs) when she was the female the female vocals are doing this high part and she's doing, you know, like the falsetto like way head voice way up there. But it sounds like, like, the way that it's mixed, it sounds like she's in, like, a broom closet or something. But it's and it sounds like she, or, or that they're, like, at, like, one end of, like a, ha- like, a hallway. And she's just, like, they just forgot about her down there. And she's just, like, singing, like, on the other end of the hallway. And they're just, like, oh, wait, she's over there. Oh, should we get a mic? No, like, okay, we'll just record that. He's an engineer. He's, like, I'm so innovative.
0: I'm I'm so groundbreaking. I'm gonna
1: throw that vocal way the fuck in the back. <laughs> See if anybody hears it.
0: You know what? Just leave the door open and sing in the hall. We'll, we'll record it from from here in the room. Just open that broom closet up. We'll will put you in there. So
1: I thought that was pretty silly. Um, I don't know. I
0: think I'm, I think I'm ready to go to the next song. Yeah, me too. Uh, last segment was so long We should just uh...
1: Well and also There's just not really A whole lot to talk about With this song uh, right. You know It's pretty to the It's to the point You know That I will give it that It takes no No uh, No shortage In getting To where it Wants to go um, So let's see Going down the list here Oh boy mm-hmm. Oh boy Josh I realize this is probably Going to be our Christmas episode Come to think of it Oh cool uh, which we should have Announced earlier But hooray It's the Christmas episode hey, Yay Christmas. Look at that Yay Christmas um, We actually have Two Christmas songs In a row here For these last oh, two Oh great I know Isn't it exciting Aren't you excited Josh No I am actually I, Okay Yeah. The first one uh, Is by Brenda Lee Brenda Lee Brenda Lee Wait this Oh You read it right The first I time I did <laughs> You can say it I did there it's what, ro- rocking around the Christmas tree. Yes. How old is this song? I have no idea. I guess we're about to find out. I literally out. have no idea. It could be fifties or eighties for all I know. It's probably fifties. Let's let's dive right in, dude.
0: Rocking around the Christmas tree at the
1: Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around. Christmas tree letting the Christmas spirit ring Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. Well, that was definitely the 50s variation. I was not expecting that. Um. You know what, dude? I'm not gonna lie here. My absolute favorite part of this song, which I think you could probably guess given my reactions when we were listening to it, is 100% (laughs) that guitar part. Oh, yeah. Like, 300% that guitar part. Like, it literally sounds like the guitarist was like, okay, sweet, I'm going to be, like, playing on, like, the Elvis Christmas song. It's going to be great. Like, I'm going to get to meet this big rock star. And then they're like, no, no, no actually, you're going to play maybe, like, you know, four licks total in the song. <laughs> and we're just going to repeat them. And the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? And so, literally, they're like, all right, give us your best guitar slide. He's all like... <laughs> just fucking way over the top. Makes it count. Just makes that fucking guitar count.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that song. That was pretty delight. That was delightful. I, I had a I great had never... time. never... Never sat down and listened to that. I, the extent of my knowing that song was just the short snippet from like Home Alone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Or just you know being in a mall or something. But I never sat down and listened. But that was I loved that. That was yeah, that was great. Her voice was amazing. It was very it was, like it
1: was passionate and like youthful and yeah, there's charming. so much character.
0: And, yeah, and you have these really sweet to go along with sentimental the lyrics and all sentimental harmonies, oohing, you know. Most yeah. most of the cording was just those background harmonies. For and sure. uh, You got this really solid, you know, drum and bass. Sort Dude, of those, that
1: bass was sort solid. Sort of jazz
0: walking a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it had this sort of spunk and energy, but it also had this sweet sentimentality to mm-hmm. it. It was, it was great. And oh. it had a sax solo oh, in there. Yeah, the
1: saxophone was, was great. great. You know what's funny is like this song. I think is the is the correct way to do backing vocals. Like you remember that Mariah Carey song we listened to last week? Terrible. <laughs> Those fucking altos just pouring their heart out. But this is how you should do it. It's it's light and it's it uh it boosts the the lead singer. They're not yeah. trying to make their own impact. Yeah. They're just they're they're to, they're only there for color and to complement yeah. the lead vocals. Totally,
0: yeah. And yeah, this yeah. Well, I just, this this to me is just night. It, it's another case of night and day where it's like Mariah Carey is this totally artificial in terms of mixed and edited, totally cluttered, like poppy, sugar sweet corporate blah, and then this is just. Very, very good arranging, very good musicians, Mm -hmm. very natural sound, which is more easily emotional and, like, relatable. Right. I just... I totally... In so many ways, I prefer the older recordings before you had people... Technology can help, but people, like, abusing technology to the point where things just sound artificial. Totally. Which bothers me a lot.
1: Well, and especially because, like, you know, for, for Christmas songs... In my opinion, anyway, you really want to get, because Christmas is a very, like, it's a very, like, coming together, spiritual kind of, like, you know, we're all here to have a good time kind of holiday, so to me, like, these recordings really reflect kind of that good time feeling. Of yeah. like just being like nice and cozy and like yeah. hearing a, a a nice voice sing like a happy Christmas song and hear all the all the instruments really doing a good job and backing that up and it's yeah because like you're saying the Mariah Carey it's like it's very like it's very like Hallmark Christmas but I feel like yeah. this is very like legitimate like actual caring like homemade Christmas oh yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's more of the difference. Anyway, okay, cool. Well, this song was great. More more goofy-ass sliding guitar. More sax solos. All the time. Just more of that period. Um, which brings us to our final song of the evening. Uh, by Sir Andy Williams. Probably roughly the same time period that Brenda Lee was... Rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh yeah. We have, of course, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. What what more can you say for an introduction? Let's just get right into this one. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hot damn. Fucking chain that drummer up. Jesus. Did you hear the way he was moving on that song? He was out of control. Holy shit. Everyone was out of control. The strings were just fucking it
0: was like flying. The- <laughs> just, what? Where are you going? You know what? My, my first thought to describe this song is like, you got a little too cute there, man.
1: <laughs> I was about to say. You got a
0: little too cute, man.
1: Literally, like, in the background, those fucking singers were like, ding, ling, ling. I was like, okay, let's just calm down.
0: Let's everyone, just fucking calm down. Everyone was just wigging the fuck out. <laughs> Honestly, it was, like, it was like, it's 1957, and we just discovered LSD <laughs> Everyone's like whoa holy shit like, like frizzing, frozen out man <laughs> The German's like you up up do do
1: You're Like you guys it's a Christmas song going like, yeah we know pug up pug up pug up and the violet
0: flutes, just going like
1: <laughs> 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 Even those those background singers are just itching to sing anything like literally anything. The He like oh
0: let's change keys here let's uh Throwing some uh, jizzy jazz <laughs> chords right now.
1: Yeah, right. Like literally, like he mentions bells, and they're like, "Ooh, we could sing wings <laughs> Like, let's fucking do it.
0: It was, it was fucking busy. It was
1: honestly, it was, <laughs> it was too busy. Really busy. Too busy, in my opinion. It was, it was just all in my face.
0: Everyone was just sort of
1: like, <laughs> "It's like look at me."
0: Yeah, everyone's like, "Look at how like intricate and skilled I am." Holy shit!
1: And yet the vocals were like. Pretty straightforward And like not super flashy Honestly yeah, yeah. At least the lead vocals Yeah Those backing vocals Are fucking out of control
0: <laughs> But Yeah dude Everyone just snorted some crack <laughs> Took some LSD And they were like Right before they went let do this. this
1: And there's a key change Holy shit Oh I like My heart could barely handle that It's just too much I don't know man It was way too much <laughs> Especially at like I don't know I would just I see I could see that song be played a full blast in malls and people just being like Good Lord I need to find what I need and get the fuck out of here for those for those flutes come to life and murder me
0: Yeah I, for me, it for me it was like I have a it's one of my pet peeves This is a more mild pet peeve of when musicians forget the most important thing in my opinion when it comes to a song or a composition (laughs) is you want to there's an emotion that's being created let's just talk about songs that have lyrics right right the vocal is the main emotive leading melody and uh and uh, and emotive um in terms of its voice it's um How it's performed and then the musicality, but then also the lyrics of it, right? Right. So everything should be supporting and enhancing and interacting with that and sometimes musicians this is about peeve is that sometimes musicians they just don't even listen to that like they're not even aware or concerned with like the lead vocal they don't even care they're like oh i'm going to ju- i'm going to be cool with my thing i'm going to be i'm going to show you how cool i am on my drum or my guitar or i'm going to show you how cool i am on my bass or my whatever it is it's like no this is not about you trying to be cool or wig out or like impress anyone That's not what this is supposed to be about.
1: I feel like Andy literally walked into that studio being like, cool, I'm going to sing a a nice, uh, thoughtful Christmas song. And literally all the musicians were like, ooh, I got to show everybody else how good I am playing my instrument. Like every time. Also, can we talk about how there was a lyric in there about telling like scary ghost stories? There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glory. Uh, yeah, that went over my head. Tales of previous Christmas glory. I just imagine him like <laughs> getting around a table and be like, well, let me tell you about the last roast we had in the summer of 75. That was a roast to end all roasts. Couldn't fit it through the doorway, had to get the chainsaws out and cut part of it off. We're still eating that today, even. What you're eating right now is part of the roast of '75. It's from 30 years ago. Well, actually, at that point, it probably would have been like two, because the song probably came out in like, I don't know, 70s, 60s,
0: 50s. I would guess early 70s. I have okay. no idea, but I would, I would guess early 70s. Okay, word. I made a joke that they discovered LSD in 57, but this sounds like an early 70s song.
1: That being said, maybe this is when they discovered LSD,
0: regardless. No, those musicians definitely knew, <laughs> knew what was happening with that.
1: I don't think those were sober musicians playing that. No. It couldn't it couldn't have been. It was the too drummer, manic.
0: I, it was totally manic. It was totally so manic. Manic is the right word. I, I like that it was natural, and it was musicians performing, but uh, I get a kick out of noticing when, when uh, musicians are slightly off. <laughs> like, sometimes I like it, it's like, oh yeah, I like that It's it, it can be musical and have an effect where it's like, right. yeah, you want it to slow down or you want it to speed up. So I feel like it, it did have an effect in this song, but I it might not have been intentional. Yeah Is uh, the drummer totally rushed at the end <laughs> For sure I was like I was grooving I was totally grooving in the pocket uh-huh. And he was like Noticeably early on a couple of those <laughs> yeah. Those last couple bars He was just like coming in early He For was totally sure. rushing it man For Totally sure. rushing it
1: But you know it, it matched the complete insanity Of the rest of the instruments yeah. So it would fit yeah, in somehow Yeah it worked
0: because Yeah I think everyone was just like We'll follow you
1: man They were just jacked up Yeah well, let's uh, let's talk about these rankings for these songs. Rockin' Around the
0: Christmas Tree. <laughs> Probably number one. And then the uh, Most Wonderful Time of the Year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that your
0: number two? Oh, yeah. That was enjoyable. <laughs> okay, okay. And then the, the country pop song, Meant to Be. And then he, Him and I. Correct grammar. Not um, me and
1: him. Not me and him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day... The most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it just made me ch- made me chuckle. So for that much, I'll put it second. I think good, that's fair. Good guffaw. A, gu- a, a great guffaw, I would say. A goodly guffaw. A goodly guffaw. For the bottom two? I don't know. I mean, like,
0: yeah. Gregarious guffaw.
1: Ooh. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Might be pushing it a little. <laughs> Gregarious guffaw. Might oh, be pushing it a little. Maybe pushing it a little. Um, I don't know, man. I kind of... It's so hard to pick my three and my four, because I feel like... They both sucked. I mean, yes. But, they both sucked in in very slightly (laughs) different ways. They were both really repetitive. They both had uh, female vocal parts and male vocal parts. They both had really short verses and really long choruses, um, oh man. I mean, I guess I would give it. The thing is is that among the two of them, I actually liked Halsey's vocals in the g song a lot more. Yeah, I liked her vocals more than yeah. I thought her vocals were really solid. It's hard because like uh, it's tough. I feel like I would put the G-Eazy song third in my in my gut, that's what I would say. And then I would put the Florida Georgia Line plus the other artist who's actually the lead artist. <laughs> I would put that one forth. I think that's my deal. Um, damn, still so got so much more of this to drink. How did this happen? I don't know. I thought we said we'd never do this again, Josh. We did. It's because we were too rattled by all the LSD that they were taking during that last song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to chug because mm-hmm. I'm ready to wrap up and, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Listen, Seth, you better hurry. I'm on a clock here. And uh No, I just have to pee a little bit. I have to pee a lot a bit. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess we'll wrap up as we're chugging here. Um, so, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. From your <laughs> friendly neighborhood Jew. Also, happy Hanukkah. Hope you guys had a good Hanukkah. I had a great Hanukkah. I got lots of socks. <clears throat> happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy winter, phrase. Happy winter solstice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, wait, let's see. What else
0: are we forgetting about? The days are are elongating now. <laughs> is that is I, that is I that the know, is that a word? I don't
1: know. Elongating? Yeah, totally. Is, okay. Yeah.
0: The days are. Getting longer now because mm-hmm. well actually no I think tomorrow is the shortest day but
1: the nights are getting longer
0: they, yeah is that but it? this we will be getting more <laughs> more sun and more daylight <laughs> so.
1: and more of that <coughs> yep a lot more of that I would say yeah um, you can't see it now but the reason why there's so much creaking in this episode is because I'm wearing uh, my leather jacket but also my hoodie because. <laughs> I'm cool like that. Oh yeah. Well, anything else you want <clears throat> to you want
0: to add, Josh? Um we love you and we will see you on the flip side. Yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. Um
1: I'm pretty sure the next episode after this one is going to be our New Year's episode. Oh, we should do something special. We should do something special. I don't know what, but we'll figure something out. More alcohol. More alcohol. I agree. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That will be the perfect way to ring in the new year. Yes. Uh, We should have, like, a bingo card or something. No, the bingo card will be for the Grammys. Okay. But we'll figure something out. You did it. I can't believe you actually finished that before the episode is over. I did. You know, I'm a man of my word, Josh. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, we've been 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And y'all have been great. Uh, to you next week, we'll have more exciting Billboard Hot 100 coverage. Uh, in the meantime, have a lovely evening. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Winter Solstice, Happy Holidays, and uh, be good to your porgs out there. Just, just give them a good, give them a good belly rub, head scratch. Yeah, don't eat them. Don't eat them, unless if you're a Wookiee, in which case. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Good night.